Have you ever been in a situation where a grand deadline snuck up on you and you're finding yourself it's crunch time, you're working late nights and weekends to try to make the deadline? Yeah, me too. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about how to fix your last minute grand deadlines without working late nights. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Academic Revolution Podcast, where we are creating a movement to change the future of academic medicine forever. I'm Inga Hoffman, a Harvard-trained pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and a passionate leadership coach with over 20 years of experience in academic medicine. This is the first podcast for academic physicians that will show you how to achieve higher productivity become an impactful leader and create a highly successful career doing what you love without sacrificing your personal life. You and I know that the traditional system is broken, so it's time to say no to the old publish or perish mentality and say yes to lasting change. Join me as we transform academic medicine from the inside out, one physician at a time, starting right here with the Academic Revolution podcast. Well, welcome back. This is Inga Hoffman, and I'm so excited to welcome you to another episode of the Academic Revolution podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share with you five common mistakes people make when preparing for grants. And I just want to illustrate what I hear so many times struggling academic physicians sharing with me. They're saying, oh my goodness, this grant deadline or the publication or a project deadline, they kind of snuck up on me. And before I knew it, it was an urgent matter. And I was finding myself writing nights and weekends, spending time away from family, uh, while my spouse maybe took out the kids so I can focus and finish this project. And people sometimes ask, Inga, how do you do all this without going insane and just having this last minute frenzy? So I thought I'm going to share some common mistakes again. I want to share five common mistakes people make when they prepare for grants that I've seen over and over again. And honestly, I've made these exact same mistakes myself. So let's list them out and then dive right into it. Now, this content is all around pillar number one of my physician success DNA method. If you don't know what that is, go back to the prior episodes where I talk about it in more detail. But basically, pillar number one is performance habits. So it's forming better habits to give you increased productivity and performance. So you are asking, what are those five common mistakes that people actually make? Number one, fail to plan. The second one is we have the urgent take precedent over the important. Third one is we let other people's agenda take over our schedule. The fourth, we underestimate how long it takes to do something to write this grant, for example. And number five is we underestimate how much we can get done in small amounts of time. So let's dive into these one by one and let me share with you how I discovered these mistakes and what caused me to fall into that trap and what to do instead. So the first mistake is we fail to plan. 
And I have to say, I did this in the past, and there could be so many reasons why we fail to plan. Here are just some that I have seen in other physicians in academia that I support and help, and things that I've done myself. Reasons could be, you know, it feels like it's so hard to plan anything in medicine because when you have patient care responsibilities, at least at some fraction of time of your job, stuff can just come up and it feels like life is often unpredictable. So why plan? You'll make all the plans and then it never comes to pass anyway. The other one is just the belief that plans don't work or perhaps you think it takes so much time to even do the planning process. I will just get to work and get started. I don't really need to plan. And people feel sometimes overwhelmed by the planning process itself. So these are just a few things that um, I have encountered. And what I've learned is that if I don't plan, literally, it will not happen. You know, I used to hold on to this belief, if I just get going, then that will be good enough. And the reason I didn't plan in the past, I listed a few, is honestly, I felt like those plans just never work. The best laid plans seem to always go to waste. And so I didn't want to bother. But more and more, I realized that this quote that I'm going to tell you is so true. And you might have heard it before. It's fail to plan, plan to fail. Let me say that again. It's you fail to plan, plan to fail. And it's such a powerful quote. And uh, I was actually delighted the other day I was uh, on an airplane going to a meeting in person. What a wonderful thing. And uh, that's my only time. Usually I get to watch movies that I want to watch because I have two boys. And when we watch family movies, usually it's not always my top choice. But I watched the movie King Richard and there's this beginning scene where he takes his girls out for the tennis practice and on uh, the tennis court he has like this makeshift sign that says fail to plan, plan to fail and ingrained that message in his children. So I was delighted because this uh, quote speaks to me and now I live by that but that wasn't always true. So that was mistake number one that most people make. The second mistake people make is they let the urgent take precedent over the important. Uh, What does that mean and why did I do that? So often we let urgent things very quickly take over our lives um, because things seemed urgent And the important things, such as writing on a grant or on a manuscript, get easily pushed aside. And often that really occurs because we are living by other people's agenda. Other urgent things come up. Now, I want to put that in context. I'm not talking about real medical emergencies. There are special situations where we just have to drop everything I'm a pediatric oncologist, so if um, my patient uh, maybe shows up in clinic or, or gets admitted and something serious happens, well, guess what? Then that is a real emergency or something urgent I have to attend. 
But a lot of the interruptions that most struggling academic physicians face and struggle with overcoming are not that urgent. They seem urgent. Perhaps they're urgent to somebody else. And I want to leave you with this quote that I learned from my mentor, John Maxwell. His assistant always says, other people's lack of planning do not constitute an emergency on my part. And so often when things come up that are urgent, guess what? They are urgent for that person, but they are really not that urgent and they can wait. So if you let the urgent take over the important things that you need to take care of your academic career, you're going to find yourself in a difficult position. And how do I know that? Because I have been there. That is so important to remember. The important has to have a regular date on your schedule. Otherwise, your important task, such as writing this grant or the manuscript or moving a project forward, they will ultimately become urgent. And then you find yourself in the last minute frenzy of a grant deadline. Let's talk about number three. We often make this mistake that we let other people's agenda take over our day. And often that again happens and happened to me when I wasn't intentional planning my day. Guess what? Somebody else took over my calendar. And I learned this a long time ago when I got into personal development. One of the first courses uh, I took, uh, one of the first people I learned from was this gentleman named Jim Rohn. And he always said, if you don't plan your day, you leave it to other people to plan your day. And guess what? They don't have much planned for you at least not based on your priorities and your values. So that's really important. Don't let other people take over your agenda. You are responsible and in control of your schedule and your agenda. Now, number four, most people underestimate how long it actually takes. And I bet you, you said that before. You know, uh, you might have been in this situation and again, I have experienced that too and so many physicians around me that we perhaps make a plan, but we underestimate how long things take. So we plan and we think we can write a whole introduction section in like two hours and then we are surprised we only stared at the first paragraph. So things often take longer than you think. So plan in for that. And I think we even try to think about that. Okay, if, if I guess this a task takes, let's say, two hours, I plan for four. But oftentimes, things will take even longer. So um, you just want to be mindful of that. And you also want to give yourself some grace when that shows up. And um, when it just took longer, well, now you know. Now you have a new measuring uh, stick. You have data that informs your future decisions. So that's actually helpful. Number five, most people also underestimate how much you can get done in small chunks of time. I used to hold on to this belief that, you know, if I don't have like at least 90 minutes of a block to start writing something, it's not worth it because 
uh, it takes me too long to get into writing. By the time I sort of um, in the right headspace, an hour is already up by the time I got into it. And so I dismissed every other opportunity where smaller chunks of time occurred. And this was really a big limiting belief. And I see this over and over and over again in so many people. The belief that you cannot do something in small chunks of time. And that is just not true. Now, they are part of grant writing and manuscript writing, project planning. That takes a sustained effort. But there is a lot of tasks that you can get done in 30 minutes. So... Don't let that limiting belief that you need hours, a whole half day to make any progress on a grant hold you back. I would encourage you to just try out. What could you get done in 30 minutes? Maybe it's not the meaty section, but maybe it's tweaking a figure or pulling up some references. So there are things you can fill in the little pockets over time. So... Just to summarize, so here are the five things and I want you to think about them and how they show up in life. But the most common mistakes I see is fail to plan, having the urgent take over the important. Number three is let others take over your agenda. Number four, underestimate how long it takes to do something. And number five is underestimate how much you can get done in small amounts of time. So, I hope this helped you today and what I want you to do is get specific, get right to it. Now you heard this, maybe you're driving uh, when you get to your office or back to a space where you can put down some notes. I want you to just take time to schedule maybe even a 15 minute interval to plan out that next grant that you're working on or a manuscript or project or Whatever you're working on right now that you know is important to drive your academic career forward, but that doesn't get enough attention because urgent things always seem to happen. They always seem to get in the way. Just put some time block on the calendar right now and block that out to then go through this process and actually start planning your next grant, your next project and take some time for that. Okay. If you want to learn more about the physician success DNA method that I mentioned here, which is comprised of these three pillars, performance habits, leadership identity, and mental mastery, number one, go back to prior episodes, and number two, I've actually put together a little mini course series that you can get downloaded for free. You can either watch the videos or the audio and it also has a couple worksheets with it. So that is a really great place to get started. And you can find that at ingahoffman1f2ns.com forward slash physician success. Again, that is ingahoffman.com forward slash physician success and you can find that link in the show notes as well again thank you so much for tuning in and see you on the next episode hey there wait one second before you go so the fact that you're here listening to this podcast means that there are some part of you interested in transforming your academic life and if you're like most people you tried different things You do different things and hope and wish that your academic life will somehow become easier. 
things don't really change. So if you are serious about creating long-term permanent change in your professional and personal life, then get on the wait list for my Academic Physician Scientist Coaching Program. It's a 12-week coaching program that I only offer twice a year. And the doors will be opening soon. So get on the waitlist to stay informed by going to my website www.ingahoffman that's one F and two N's dot com forward slash waitlist 2022. So go to that link now and see you soon.